Welcome to the Confident Money Podcast, where we talk money, finances, and accounting for real people without all the technical jargon, patronizing, and gatekeeping. I'm your host, Caitlin Magnuson, and I'm going to be your new finance bestie. Hey, welcome back. Today, we are going to be talking about investing, both from a retirement perspective, as well as from a general financial wellness perspective. Before you sit there and roll your eyes and, oh, I don't have the money. Oh, I don't have, you know, the ability to be doing this all of the time. I want you to understand that investing doesn't have to be some big, scary thing. You don't need to have thousands of dollars. You can start with $25, 50 $100 a month, whatever feels good for you. Whatever feels aligned with your financial planning, which we'll get into that later, your, you know, your, your financial blueprint. I want you to understand why I feel so passionately about investing and why I think that it's something that you should be looking at as well. So with investing, this is a part of your overall financial plan. Okay. We have a cash savings account. Potentially we, you know, may dabble with a high yield savings account, which can be great in a different time, even like two, three years ago, high yield savings accounts were awesome. They, you know, you could get like 1.75, 2% interest rates. Okay. Not awesome. Better than a traditional savings account. But the reason that I think you're really missing out, if you are not investing both through retirement and, or through, you know, brokerage accounts on your own outside of retirement right now, when your money sits in a savings account, it doesn't keep up with inflation. What that means is with every year that passes, that money that is in there is actually losing value because for example, I think this year inflation so far is between six and a half and seven and a half percent, depending on where you live in the U S I don't know about you, but, um, I haven't seen a single savings account that comes close to keeping up with that. The only thing that I have right now is I know you can, depending on your preferences, you can look at stablecoin, you can look at some crypto options, and some of those are keeping up or outpacing inflation. I have, um, and we'll we'll dive more heavily into this in a, a later season, but I have some of my savings actually going into a stablecoin crypto savings account that's getting about 7.9%. So again, barely keeping up with inflation right now, but definitely better than having it sit in a savings account at this point, in my opinion. Now, investments can do the same thing. In general, over a 10-year time frame, and I believe actually any 10-year time frame, the stock market, which is what I'm talking about when I'm referring to investments in this case, we'll go into a couple of other types of investments. The stock market has always increased in value over any 10-year time frame. You will see peaks and valleys, this is not me talking about day trading. This is not me talking about making a quick buck. This is investing for the long haul. I am not here to tell you to day trade or, I mean, if that's your jam, go for it. You probably shouldn't be listening to this episode anyways, because you've probably spent a lot more time in there than I have. I am talking about for the average person that wants their money to keep up or exceed inflation that you should be investing. So what does that look like? And why should we be doing it? Well, you have retirement account options. You have, you know, if you're self-employed, potentially a simple IRA, a SEP IRA, an I-401k. If you are traditionally employed with a W-2, 
you may also have a simple IRA, a 401k, a 403b, a pension plan, something along those lines. And then personally, you can also have a Roth IRA and a traditional IRA, depending on your income threshold and income limits on the Roth IRA. So those are some different retirement accounts. Generally, you would be investing all of those funds. So you work for an employer, they offer a 401k, you do hopefully at least the employer match, if not a little bit more, and then you have to pick some funds. I am not here to tell you what funds to choose. This is not financial advice. This is for informational and educational purposes only. I just want you to understand that you don't have to go in and you don't have to pick a Tesla stock and an Apple stock and something else. Instead, you can do a total market index fund and you can buy shares of that. And what that does is it actually buys a little tiny snapshot of, or a little snapshot of the segment of the total stock market. So it, it puts your eggs, so to speak, in multiple baskets across the stock market, across investments, across businesses, so that you're automatically diversifying with that. I really like that as a super simple option because so many people that I work with, myself included at times, can hit that decision paralysis, right? You're like, okay, cool. I'm going to do $100 a month. And you set it up and you have it going and you're not actually investing anything because it's sitting in a cash holding account in your Roth IRA. That money hasn't actually been invested. You haven't picked a fund for it to go to. You can end up three, four, five, six, ten years down the road with that money earning a piddly amount of interest because it's never actually gone into market investments. So number one, if you have existing accounts right now, you should hop in and look at that to make sure that they're invested in funds in the market and they're not just sitting there earning you this tiny bit of interest. So do that before you do anything else. Then once you start investing, if you haven't been, you want to make sure that those are being invested. Now for most of you, if you work with a financial advisor or a fiduciary, I prefer fiduciaries. Um, fiduciaries are fee-based instead of commission-based. Most financial advisors are commission-based and basically meaning that they get paid based on what funds they're investing you in. You don't necessarily pay them. The funds that they're investing you into gives them a commission. That's what they make their living off of. Fiduciaries don't have a commission and instead you pay them a flat fee of what you're putting in. For example, the fiduciary that I work with charges a 1% fee divided into 0.25% once a quarter. So it's 1% over the course of the year. Meaning if I put $10,000 in there, we're going to do the math here. It would be $100 in fees or $25 a quarter. And we work together and he's actively, him and his team are actively managing my accounts to make sure that I'm invested in things that, you know, matter to me, ethical, sustainable, social good, socially responsible investing, and also making sure that we're being aware of my costs because some of those investments right now are more costly. And I'll actually cover that in a minute. And while, especially while we're building my portfolio, we don't want everything in those. We want, you know, some total market index funds. We want some variability and you can still go buy. If you're like, you know what? I really want Tesla. Cool. You can still go buy those. I just wouldn't be putting everything into that, especially for a novice investor and someone who just wants their money to be keeping up with inflation. 
Hey, if you're enjoying the show, make sure you subscribe and join our community at confidentmoneypodcast.com where we share resources and all of the money happenings. Plus, you can send feedback and suggestions for what you'd like to see covered in future episodes. That's confidentmoneypodcast.com. Okay, back to the show. And for those of you that don't want to work with a fiduciary, that don't want to pay the fees, there are some pretty good robo-advisors. I really like um, Betterment. I use Betterment with quite a few of my clients. And in Betterment, you can hop in, you can set up an account in like less than 15 minutes, you can get goals set up in there. You can have automatic investing set up in there. And what you can tell them is, you know, this is, this is the type of person that I am. They'll ask you questions, right? They'll figure out your, your risk comfort, your risk tolerance. Are you wanting to go all in and you're good and you don't need this money right now? Are you nervous? Do you want to see less peaks and valleys, but also potentially less, less growth? Are you looking at socially responsible investing? Um, And all of those are ways that you can be taking action with your dollars. That's part of the reason that socially responsible investing and um, environmental social governance, ESG and SRI investments and stocks are that important to me because I'm a big proponent of voting with my dollars. I don't want to be, you know, voting by putting my money towards, you know, companies that are arms dealers or, you know, that are funding wars or that are doing things that I don't agree with. And so that's a really great way for you to potentially take some action, especially in the day and age that we're in with everything that's going on in the world. I really encourage you to be voting with your dollars wherever you can. The biggest thing that you can be doing though, is getting started. So let's talk about getting started. So number one, if you have a retirement plan through an employer, And especially if they match, start there, make sure you're getting the match. So with a lot of companies, it's between three and 6% that you need to be contributing of your salary to maximize whatever their match is. It varies by company, talk to your payroll department, talk to your HR department or your benefits department, depending on the size organization that you're at, you want to be doing that first. Then depending on your goals and depending on your individual financial plan, you may want to be investing outside of that because with the majority of retirement investments, they're meant to be used in retirement shocker, which right now without penalty is 59 and a half. Now, I don't know about you, but my personal financial plan is to not have to work at 59 and a half, but to even not have to work before that. So part of what I've been working on, along with passive streams of income, along with building my business, along with building a team, is working on investing outside of retirement only investments. Now, those do not generally have a tax advantage. You know, right now you can invest in like a 401k or a traditional IRA. Those help reduce your taxes in this calendar year which is great, especially if you're in a high income earning part part of your life, it's wonderful. However, those come with tax advantages because you have to let that money sit. And if you don't let that money sit until you're 59 and a half in general, there's a few circumstances where that's not the case. You're going to pay a 10% penalty if you withdraw early as well as income taxes on that money when you withdraw. So the whole point here is to incentivize that money staying in those accounts. Now with investments outside of retirement, with like having a brokerage account, with having other investments, with starting a business, with uh, real estate, all of those can be investments that are not retirement focused, but can still help fund 
your retirement adventures or desires. So with that, you know, I invest almost equally what I invest in my retirement into a brokerage account because I can touch that money at any time. So if I wanted to retire, let's say, I was like, you know what? I'm done. I don't want to work. I'm 50. I need to make sure I have enough money between investments, passive income, et cetera, to last me until 59 and a half when I can then touch my retirement income or my retirement savings. That's where the brokerage comes into play. That's where, you know, some of my crypto stablecoin stuff comes into play. That's where potentially, you know, a real estate investment comes into play or a business venture. All of these things can be helping fund that time frame if you want to be either fully retired or work optional. For me, I don't know that I will ever actually retire, but it's really appealing to have the financial freedom to know that I could at that point, or that I could scale back or that I could take six months a year off. So be thinking about that. And that might seem like such a pipe dream, even to me right now, it seems like such a pipe dream. I didn't get really started with retirement until a few years ago, and I'm going to be 32 this year. So making sure that you are prioritizing it now, wherever you are, and that you are putting whatever you can towards that and not beating yourself up if it's less than you want it to be right now, because starting is the biggest hurdle. Starting, setting up the contributions, making sure it's going to a proper fund and it's actually being invested. And then this is the hardest thing for so many of us, letting it sit, not touching it, not fucking with it, not hopping in there and looking at your account every day. It is going to kill you if you're doing that, especially when the market goes through times of turmoil, which we have been seeing. I know that, you know, everyone, depending on where you are on Instagram, it's, it would be really nice to not have all of these once in a lifetime events continue occurring. So I'm going to say in unprecedented times, which are becoming more precedented, leave your investments alone. Stop looking at them. Um, I look at mine maybe once a month if I'm thinking about it. Otherwise, once a quarter. I am in this for the long haul. I have a plan that works for the long haul. My investments will go up and down and I don't care because all that I know is I'm not touching any of those for probably 20 years, maybe 30 years. None of that matters right now. I just need to be consistent over time. And so much of that you know, so many of us want a quick fix or want it to be sexy or want that, you know, that one tip to make it happen now or to make the magic occur. And you want to know what the magic is? The magic is consistency. The magic is time. The magic is compound interest, is compounding returns. It gets to be sexy and that it gets to be low maintenance if you commit to it. But this is not a get rich quick scheme. This is not, you know, oh, tomorrow you're going to be a millionaire. Or if you invest in just the right crypto, by all means, go there, do that if that's your thing. But I'm in it for the long haul. I encourage you to be in it for the long haul and to set to a certain amount. You're committing to a set dollar value. And every three months, every six months, you should be assessing. Did you get a raise at your job? Are you making more? Did you finish paying off a car and you now have an extra $400 a month? Cool. Can we be adjusting our investments accordingly? Can that $400 that became available in your finances 
can 300 of that or 250 of that go towards investments if you're playing catch up, whether retirement or general investments? Can you be doing that? As you make more money, can you be increasing those contributions? Because you probably can. That's where the magic is. You allow yourself to start living a little bit better quality life every time that happens. And you also invest for future you. You also put money aside for future you. And before you know it, and this is, this is the crazy thing. It feels like it takes an eternity to get to a hundred thousand dollars in your investments. And it is amazing. I see it happen all the time in some of the financial groups that I'm in. You hit a hundred thousand and maybe it takes you like nine years and then hitting 200,000 takes three years and then hitting 400,000 doesn't take that much longer. And these effects start to snowball and that first, you know, five to 10 years in the market, especially if you're, you're lower income or you're not able to fully max out your accounts, it can feel like it's a little bit pointless. So again, putting it as an amount that you can forget about putting it as amount that like you're not thinking about right now and then reviewing it every three to six months, increasing it continually, kind of tricking yourself a little bit. Right. Um, for me, I started with $50 every two weeks. I can blow $50 and not even think about it. So for me, that wasn't a big deal. And then it went up to a hundred dollars and then I increased it again until it got to the point where I'm used to it. It's not some big financial hit. Had I just dove in and gone, you know what? I'm going to put $800 a month towards this. That's, that's what feels really good right now. And my finances could have supported it. It would have felt so limiting to me at that time. And that's why I encourage all of you to, again, it's not sexy, but we're going to baby step it with consistency. And we're going to find an amount that seems so simple. It seems so easy and we're going to just stick with it. So again, you need to be thinking about what can you be doing right now? So again, are you contributing to an employer account? Do you have access to an employer account? Do they match? Let's start there. Are you self-employed? Does your employer not offer a retirement account? Cool. Let's start with a personal retirement account or an investment account that's not retirement focused or a little bit of both. Again, if you have a fiduciary that you really like, by all means, go with them. Otherwise, I love, I don't get sponsored by them. I don't think they have affiliate links. I would love if they did, but I really love Betterment. They, um, their robo advisors are a 0.1% fee. So again, we were talking earlier, my finance, my fiduciary is a 1% fee per year. This is a 10th of that at 0.1 of a percent for a robo advisor that gets your money invested. That is the biggest thing. And I talked to so many people that are like, well, over the course of my life, that could be, you know, $50,000 or $60,000 that I could be paying in fees to someone. What's the opportunity cost of you not having your money invested? Because sometimes those same people don't realize that their money has been sitting in that cash fund instead of being invested. That's something that a robo advisor would have taken care of. That's something that a fiduciary would have taken care of. That's something that a financial advisor would have taken care of. What is the peace of mind? and the time in the market worth for you to know that everything's being done correctly. So I really encourage you to find what works for you, whether it's fiduciary, whether it's a robo advisor, whether, you know, maybe you have a spouse that is really into this or a partner that is really into this, do what feels best to you. 
but start now if you haven't. And if you have started, kudos, make sure everything's invested and see if you can increase your contributions. $25, $50, $100, especially if you haven't increased them for a while. See if you can bump those. Again, you guys, I cannot tell you how much feedback I've been getting on this podcast. These episodes are short. I'm neurodivergent. I have ADHD. Shocker. I know a lot of you know that. Um, I know a lot of my listeners are as well. I have no desire to keep you here for fluff. We are here to dive right in, to go into the information. And these episodes will most likely always be short. I don't have any intention of them ever being over probably a half an hour. And that's with a guest because sometimes, you know, it just takes more information or more time to go through information when there's multiple people on a podcast. Now, if you haven't already, please leave a review, subscribe, share, tag us when you're listening. I would love to see, um, you know, tag us on Instagram at confident money podcast, tag us on the business profile at the freelance CFO or on my personal profile at Caitlin period Magnuson. It's so fulfilling for me and for the team, um, to see all of you, you know, listening to this and benefiting from it. And, you know, let me know what you want to hear. Let me know, um, what really resonates with you. And as always, please leave a review on Apple podcasts or Spotify or wherever you're listening because reviews and follows and downloads make such a huge difference in getting this out there to more people and to more listeners. If you loved this episode, make sure to leave a five-star review for a chance to win a free financial strategy session with yours truly, Caitlin Magnuson. We do the drawing the first week of every month and to be eligible, you'll want to leave a five-star review and include your IG handle so we can contact the winner. I'll see you next time where we'll chat real finances for real people.